Here oh, we yeah, baby. go. We are back again. What is up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Neon Belly Podcast. We are your hosts, Nate, John, Brandon, and boys. Today uh-huh. is the second annual Dose. Neon Belly MMA Award. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> I have also, what'd you say? Prestigious. Very prestigious. Very prestigious. I have also organized a 2022 MMA trivia game that we are going to play as we go. I'm going to quiz these guys on some of the biggest MMA headlines, stories, and results from each month this year. And finally, we will make a couple bold predictions of two for 2023 i mean mm-hmm. all that and more but first boys here we are at the end of 2022 a great year for the sport mm-hmm. that we all love to this, say the least this time last year we had to zoom this so honestly before just for some reason like an hour before i got through my head that we were going to be in person <laughs> but literally coming up before that hour in my head i was like i gotta get to office i gotta get my computer set up oh yeah and then i was like oh wait a second why did we do it uh, i think we were getting the mixer back yeah. remember we had to send yeah, it off that's right i had a broken ankle yeah so we had too. to do some zoom stuff and but now we're back we are back back indeed um so ready uh to get through these awards uh before we get to the awards though I do want to do a bit of housekeeping. Well, actually, before we do the housekeeping, Brandon, for one more time in the year of 2022, rate, sub, follow, let the people know what we need them to do each and every week for us. Each and every week, we ask you guys to do this. So the the number one thing you can do to really help us drive up our viewership and our listeners is give us five-star reviews on Apple and write us a written review. And the cool thing about the written reviews is- Apple and Spotify. Apple and Spotify. On Apple, you can do a written- Can you do the written on Spotify? No, but we could use the five-star reviews on there as well. Well, the the written reviews on Apple, we read them on the pod, so that's a cool little shout-out for you guys. But again, it drives the numbers up. We're also on a couple social networks right now. We're on TikTok. You can see Mm -hmm. some stuff for us on youtube um and pretty soon you'll be seeing us again on youtube more than likely with the new or the second uh gaha open mm-hmm. so that'll be cool be on the lookout for that and spread the love spread the love indeed at neon belly podcast on all those socials uh boys let's get to some housekeeping before we get to the rules <clears throat> gotta lay some of this out uh first off we all have full-time jobs. We yeah. also have families. Uh, so, unfortunately, we had to record this before the UFC fight night that is, excuse me, this coming Saturday, Sean Strickland versus Jared Cannonier. So, because of that, this fight card and any results from it will be put into consideration for next year's awards. Mm. So, what I'm saying is, uh, if uh, Demir Ismagulov and Armand Sarukian go give us a fight of the year... Don't come at us because it's not in this <laughs> <Right>. list. <laughs> It'll be in next year's. Yeah. Uh, if, you know, Armand Sarukian goes out to be breakout fighter or, uh, you know, one of these. I mean, I don't know. You know Jared what I'm saying? could definitely probably get a knockout of the yeah, year. Yeah, knockout. Just, just don't come at us. For right. It, all right. We had to do it this way. It is what it is. We're going to get two weeks off and we need it. I mean, right. you guys are going to get two weeks off from us because everything's going to get pre-recorded, but... We get two weeks off physically, and we need it, so bear with us. Uh, Also, 
Uh, we are three guys who have very, uh, well, I'll say three different opinions. Maybe not very, but we have three different opinions. So, though we did choose one winner uh, for each of these categories, that doesn't mean that necessarily we all agreed. It just means that two out of the three of us did, and that's kind of how we had to make our decisions. So, if any of us don't necessarily agree fully, we can definitely express that as we go. But the nominees were all agreed upon by all of us. Um, we all could have thrown nominees in there. So, it's not like we're all too far off anyways. Mm -hmm. Maybe just some of us thought this person, that person, but we were understanding of the other one, that mm -hmm. kind of thing. You guys will get it as we go. Um, and lastly, once again, three regular dudes, full-time jobs between all of the big promotions. You're talking tens of thousands of fights. I looked at a website today that said there was over 16,000 mixed martial arts fights this year. <laughs> um, we just do not have time <laughs> to go or follow each and every promotion. Uh, so these awards are, are UFC specific. Uh, and even with that, we understand that we might've missed someone completely as a nominee. Let us know if we did. We'd love to hear about it. Uh, but don't tell us that we should have had some guy or girl from PFL, Bellator, or 1FC in a category. We just aren't equipped to track all that right now. It's a lot. Of, we I mean, we will get there. everything. Absolutely. And next year, we are definitely going to try to do our best to implement some type of a system um, to at least help us track UFC awards better um, so we aren't relying on memory and uh, possibly even maybe try to introduce other promotions. But like I said, we are literally doing this on our own. We do not make money. <laughs> this is not what we do for a living uh, like a lot of your other you know favorite MMA podcasts who have machines behind them that are mm -hmm. doing this research, research. teams yeah. all types of stuff <laughs> absolutely boys uh, so like I said from the beginning uh, and that's actually how we're going to start both of you guys grab dry erase boards we're going to play a game as we go through I didn't just want to do awards and dip out I figured as we're going we're going to play a little game and what I, all it is is each month I have went back and let me tell you guys <laughs> I hope at the end of this podcast I get a thank you because I went through a lot of new this was all done yesterday uh tried to go back and and kind of hit on some of the bigger things maybe not all bigger and as we get later in the year you'll see had to get a little bit more um tougher right because I can't mm -hmm. just it's so fresh you know right. so I had mm -hmm. to be a little nice as or a little harder I say as we get to the end of the year uh but these are more for fun I mean like I said not a ton of difficulty in them maybe some of them just for fun kind of reminisce uh so we're going to do january through march and then after march we will get to our first award which is going to be ufc comeback performance of the year mm -hmm. but to start us out we are going to go to the month of january 2022 mm -hmm. boys right off the bat i think literally we started out with this it was january 1st jake paul went to twitter and made an offer to dana white Jake agreed to retire forever from boxing, enter USADA, and sign a one-fight contract with the UFC if Dana agreed to increase minimum fighter pay to 50K, guarantee fighters 50% of the annual UFC revenues, and I want you guys to tell me what his third demand was. Jeez. Read, read them off one more time. Number one was increase minimum fighter pay to $50,000. Okay. I, I believe he said at the time it was 12. Guarantee UFC fighters 50% of UFC annual revenues, which I think he said was $2 billion annually. And what was number three? He had three demands. Did we flip it? Uh, wait, are you guys both ready? Flip yeah. them. Uh, John said insurance. And Brandon said box Jake. Brandon, that's a horrible, horrible <laughs> I don't guess. Uh, John, I. 
I will give John the point. It is provide long-term health care to all fighters. So I think, John, you're in the bubble. You're close enough. This is January, the furthest thing out. (laughs) I will give you the point for January, John. Seems like two years ago. (laughs) (laughs) I do. I know. That's what's kind of fun about this. Uh, Boys, in February, these two fighters were announced as the ultimate fighter coaches ahead of their title fight rematch. This was announced in the month of February. I think this should be a pretty easy one. Let's see what we got. Brandon said Ortega Volk. Brandon, wow. John what? said Amanda Nunez, Juliana Pena. He is right. Oh my gosh. Brandon. There's yeah. only one season last year of Ultimate that was Fire. Two, this was two years ago. That then. was two years ago. God, that didn't feel like it was that long ago. Oh, I love it. See, here, here's the funny thing. Brandon's the only dad here, and it's showing already here in this <laughs> yeah. game. One more for February, boys. In the month of February, this fighter re-signed with the UFC, and it was one of the most lucrative contracts in the company's history. And they made it a point to tell us that. I believe the only uh, contract bigger to date is Conor McGregor's. This fighter re-signing in February. In February, they announced that he. I think it was right before. I can answer that fast. Give me a second. Uh, actually had a title fight, I believe, the week or two after. He signed it in the lead-up to the fight, but massive, uh, massive contract. Big, <sighs> big contract. This is why. Uh, hang on, let me just think for a second. I love that John knows. This is the game for John. John can tell you people that we went to school with in, like, fifth grade. <laughs> I just have weird photographic memory. The problem is, Brandon, this is an audio podcast, so you don't have a lot of time to I just know, kill I'm dead sorry. air. We I'm, can't just keep talking. This is wrong, but... <laughs> Flip it around. John. John's got it. Israel Adesanya. Yeah. Brand, uh, Brandon yeah. saying TJ Dillashaw. Nice try there. Uh, boys, we are moving into the month of March now. In March, this celebrity lost $275,000 by wagering a bet on Jorge Masvidal to beat Colby Covington. Who was this celebrity? Wagered 275000 for Jorge Masvidal to beat Colby Covington. I'm just trying to repeat myself. Let's see what we got. Flip them around. Brandon said Drake. John said Drake. Both are correct. Oh, wow. I love it. I love it. Boys, one more for the month of March. This fighter was announced as a 2022 Hall of Fame inductee as he set cage side at UFC 2. 72. This is one I'm I'm having a brain fart on. He was sitting cage side at UFC 272 and was informed that he was going to be a 2002 Hall of Fame inductee. Flip him around. 2000. Oh, no, 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 no. Uh, John said Chuck Liddell. The answer on that is wrong. Yeah, no. I I wrote yeah, I wrote twenty twenty. I was Who? my answer was wrong. Who would you say? I put D. I was heard. I heard twenty twenty two. Yeah, that was the year. Oh, you said two thousand two. No, two thousand. Why would somebody? You well, say, that's why I'm confused. Why would I had Habib March? written down? And that was the answer. Oh, Washington. Brandon, then. listen up. Sorry, that guys. doesn't even make sense. I so, I heard somebody two thousand two. Somebody in March of this year. Well, that's why I was so confused. Well, you're losing the point. Okay, you don't even get the point. That was just terrible. Hey guys, it's late, but can we wake it up a little bit? <laughs> yeah. My gosh, this is our year end awards. Uh, let's hey, go. I got four points off the rip. Let's go, boys. Let's wake it up and let's wake it up right now with the very first award of the year. John, take it away. 
All right, for UFC Comeback Performance of the Year, our nominees are Matt Schnell, triangle victory over Sumodaje. We have Leon Edwards, head kick, late head kick victory over Kamara Usman. We have Santiano Santiago Ponzanibio, third round KO over Alex Morano. We have Drew Dober, first round KO over Terrence McKinney. And we have Gregory Rodriguez, second round TKO against Chitty Niajuani. Killed it. And Sensational, our, John. And our winner is Matt Schnell with the triangle victory. Last second. Yeah, this was obviously... So, Brandon, I'll let you kind of take it from here because you were the one that... I think, were you more Leon on this one? I was no, Leon. No, okay, yeah, he was more John, Leon. you yeah. were. Yeah, so go ahead and kind of... You can kind of give your piece or where you were at on that. Yeah, I, I was between Matt Schnell and Leon Edwards, but for Leon, for me, it was... You know, he was getting, he got lost three rounds in a row. He was looking defeated. His corner had to hype him up and he had to set up a head kick knockout against the pound for pound number one guy to win the belt. And he did it. But I also cannot be mad at what Matt Schnell was able to do after getting pulverized. Yeah. And to come back and lock up a triangle, especially really, really big time for him. Yeah. So the big difference for me is getting out wrestled is it looks very different from getting dropped slash wobbled three or four right. times in a single round yeah and so that's why for me matt chanel he was getting demolished yes and then you know like we said he ended up uh hitting that late takedown rocked rocked him on his own yeah and then gets on top and then you know eventually finishes the triangle so that was why for me um he's the winner and our other nominees are fantastic as well you know Ponzinibbio we just talked about that fight a few weeks ago but mm -hmm. I mean Drew Dober Terrence McKinney going back and watching that I mean uh, McKinney dropped over this, this is all in one round dropped over twice took him down twice had like a minute and a half of control time um and then obviously Robocop and uh Chitty that one just crazy as I mean and face peeling off yeah I mean Chitty literally kneeing Robocop and splitting his whole face open and then being able to come back and find a way to win so great nominees but yes matt schnell and sumu darji were our winners boys the game continues so we're at four to zero brandon because you're laughing <laughs> no, he, he got one he got the drake point okay okay four we are Jeez. at four to one make sure you keep in track lose, i really do after the whole habib thing that's just bad that was man. your fault that you literally said 2002 well, i'm gonna go back play we, we can play the audio just like i said something wrong about connor or whatever it was Usually, a couple weeks yeah, ago yep. and you guys remember if you were listening i told him if you had the facts bring them back do you care to do you care to what the McGregor thing? Yeah, we talked about it. No, we didn't. No, not on the podcast. No, he, okay, he did not win the. Title. Okay, okay, so I was right. Thank one, you. One time in your life, boys. <laughs> let's get it. We're going way back to the month of April at UFC 273. This UFC heavyweight secured his 60th win of his mixed martial arts career. UFC heavyweight 60th win of his MMA career. Let's see it. Uh, Brandon, Andre Arlovsky, John, Alexi Olenek. Boy, I'll tell you what. John is on <laughs> fire tonight. <laughs> it was Alexi Olenek. That dude's, I feel like that dude's fought a thousand times. With man. the hard scarf, baby. One more for April, boys. In April, this female fighter tied Amanda Nunes for most wins by a female fighter in MMA history with 14 uh, at the time after her main event submission victory. John, straight to the board. I love it. I think I'm more impressed with John right now because I can admittedly say this is one of those games I probably would not do good at. <laughs> so you said her fourth round submission victory? Uh, her main event. I didn't say the round. Main event yeah. submission. Uh, she t 
tied Amanda Nunes for most wins by a female fighter with 14. That was the number at the time after her main event submission victory. Spelled right. And the winner is John said Valentina. Brandon Limoges. said that is an interesting yeah, I don't know how to spell it. <laughs> for Limoges. Both got it wrong. It was Jessica Andrade. Mm. Nice try, though. Valentina doesn't have that many wins in the UFC? Apparently not. Dang. Well, when he said main event, not main event title fight, I was like, well, it can't be Shevchenko because he's just been doing title fights. I just thought he was doing a little fog by not saying title fight. <laughs> Boys, our next award category, Brandon, take oh, – do you need? I'll, I'll do this one if you need a minute. Yeah, I can pull it up, but I thought you were doing it. UFC, right, so, I got it. Right. UFC Breakout Fighter of the Year, boys, and the nominees are for 2022. Manon Fior. Manon started the year ranked at number 15. Went to two and zero this year, uh, or one went two and zero this year, uh, and now finishes the year as the number one ranked female in flyweight, and will most likely be Valentina's next challenger. Uh, our next nominee is Alex Pereira unranked at the beginning of the year, went 3-0, and and also, obviously, winning the title. Uh, the next nominee, Sergei Pavlovich. Sergei started the year ranked number 15, went 3-0 and this year with three first-round knockout, uh, and finishes this year ranked number three. And our last nominee, Jamal Hill, started the year ranked 12th, went 2-0 and this year, and ends the year ranked 7th, and is fighting for the light heavyweight title against Glover Teixeira next year. Um, one thing I added about Jamal is he also grew a tremendous show, social media presence, um, and I think that really helped propel him and just made him more well-known this year to fans. But, boys, there can only be one UFC Breakout Fighter of the Year, and for us, it's a no-brainer. Alex Pereira. I mean, when you go unranked, from unranked, with the limited experience that he had, Go three and zero in a year, and then beat one of the best uh, mixed martial artists of this decade. Kind of hard to compete with that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, all, all these candidates, phenomenal and worthy of this award. But you just can't beat when in one year you go from unranked to a world champion. How many fights did he have coming into the UFC? Like three or four? I think it was three. Yeah, yeah. I want to say he was three. He lost his first fight, and then he won two, and then he went three and zero in the UFC. Nuts! Just absolutely unheard of. No way he doesn't win that award, boys. One question for the month of May. Back to the boards at UFC two seventy four. Charles Oliveira was stripped of his lightweight title for missing weight. How much did he miss the one hundred and fifty five pound limit by? In the month of May, one more time. Charles Oliveira was stripped of his lightweight title for missing weight. By how much did he miss the 155-pound limit? Flip it around. Brandon said 0.2. John said 1.5. Both are wrong. He missed it by one half pound. Mm. 0.5. Oh, we were looking man, for I was going to go with that. 0.2. I mean, it, it was sad enough it was 0.5. If it would have been 0.2, we might have had some issues. Brandon, are you ready to set us up? For our 2022 Coach of the Year, and I included some people that they uh, uh, trained yeah, under. Yeah, people under underneath there. them. So go ahead and read those off, too. Uh, like I said, I think I told you guys this last night. Sometimes this is hard because guys are cross-training a lot. Mm -hmm. 
in and out of gyms a lot more now than it used to be. Uh, but these are guys, I think, pretty safely in the past Staples. year. A, a, yes, and especially in the last year, more recently, we've seen them corner. So take it away, Brandon, for our 2022 Coach right. of the Year. So our first nominee is Eric Nixick from Extreme Couture. Some of his fighters include Francis Ngannou, Sean Strickland, Danny Gay, Chris Curtis, and Edmund Shabazian. Our next nominee is Ray Longo with Longo MMA. He has trained... Andromaine Sterling, Marab Devashili, Dwala Shwili, Matt the, Vervola. The V's are W's, if you pronounce it like that. It's I'm never going to remember that. Okay. We also have Mike <laughs> Brown with American Top Team. He is trained Dustin Poirier, Mateus Gamrat, Jorge Masvidal, Grant Dawson, and Bo Nickel. We also have the Eagle, Habib Nurmagomedov, and Javier Mendez with Team Eagle slash AKA. They have trained the likes of Islam Hashev, Umar Nurmagomedov and Bilal Muhammad. And last but not least, we have Henry Hooth from Kill Kiff, sorry, Kill Cliff FC. And he has trained Gilbert Burns, Michael Chandler, Brendan Allen, and Michael Johnson. And our winner is Habib Nurmagomedov and Javier Mendez with Team Eagle and AKA, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I, I understand, like, you know, there's guys like, you know, I mean, even with Habib, like Tajir Ulanbekov, who, you know, he's like, there's these guys that he just, um, or his cousin Abu Bakbar, Nurmagomedov, but I threw Bilal in there because I think that's like, that's one that you can't ignore that, you know, you saw what that time did with him, but even going through like, um, for somebody like, um, uh, Eric Nixick, who was my close second, you know, like I threw Edmund Shabazian on there because that's a new th- move for Edmund and we just saw how good that was mm-hmm. and and then for Mike Brown to throw Bo Nickel on there I mean yeah. he throw these guys train higher name people but sometimes when you get an idea of like oh a guy like Mike Brown is still producing Bo Nichols like that's important you know what I'm saying yeah. And, um, but yeah man I mean when you're just looking at what Habib did and it's funny because I think at the beginning of the year within like March or April, I think we were kind of jokingly like, dude, is Habib going to win coach of the year? And it's like, well, at the end of it, you're like, yeah, I mean, this is one of those ones that you even take this outside of the UFC, which we didn't do. It's not, we didn't decide on that, but you know, obviously Usman and um, the guys over in Bellator, PFL, I mean, dude, it's yeah. legit. And I, we did include Javier Mendez and AKA because I think they all technically fight under AKA right. and Javier Mendez is very, very much a part of the thing, but it's a, I think it is a collaborative, you know, Javi gives Habib credit and Habib gives Javi credit. So I definitely think they're very much, but both definitely deserve it. I mean, they're literally taking the sport over. Yeah, you mm-hmm. look at the, the records of those fighters. Doesn't even make sense. There's, no. there's some, there's some other camps with really good fighters that have really good performances, but just on a pure domination this year, it's just not even close. Probably the, one of the easier things we had to pick. And I will say, if you want a fantastic follow on Instagram, Javier Mendez, because all he does is talk to those guys and gets <laughs> them talking, and and it's hilarious. Yeah. It is a fun, fun follow. I mean, it's one of those ones I don't, I go to it like once a month, but he'll post like five or six videos of like, and it's just like, you just mm-hmm. sit and laugh. It's just <laughs> great. So boys, before we get to our next award, we are in the month of June. Mm. And at UFC 275, this former champion retired after her knockout loss at UFC 275. She retired in the ring. In the month of June, former champion retired after her knockout loss at UFC 275. I might not have an answer for this one. That's all right if you don't. Just need something. 
What you got, Brandon? Okay. I do have confidence. Let's see it. Misha Tate, no. John says Sarah McCann. Answers, Joanna. Yo, oh, my gosh. Uh, How do yeah. we feel? <laughs> oh, man. Man, one thing about this, too, is crazy. Is that we've watched so much Yeah, dude, like fighting, hours. Like, we've, I mean, not hours. We've probably watched days accumulated over the year of fighting. That one made me mad. I'm not mad about my other ones. That, that one made me mad. Okay. Are you good? Is your mic good? Hello? Hello? Okay, there we go. go. Boys, also in June, what UFC title contender unexpectedly announced his retirement? Is that one more time? I left a detail out. I apologize. What UFC featherweight title contender unexpectedly announced his retirement in the month of June? UFC featherweight title contender unexpectedly announcing his retirement in the month of June. Let's see what you got. Go ahead and flip it, John. John said, Jose Aldo... (laughs) Brandon said Askar Askarov. 25. What in the The answer world? we were looking for there was Zabit Magomed mm. Sharipov in the month of June. It's all right. It's tough. Hey, this is a tough one, man. Yeah. We're talking this is months ago. Think of everything. Think of all the diapers you've changed, Brandon, since then. That's not even funny. <laughs> it's one of his favorites, dude. We are heading back to John for our 2022 UFC Performance of the Year. Take it away. All right. For performance of the year, nominees are Calvin Cater, performance over Gige Chikatse. We have Jake Matthews, performance over Andre Fiallo. We have Amanda Nunez's performance over Juliana Pena. We have Alexander Volkanovsky's performance over Max Holloway. And last but certainly not least, we have Islam Makakchev's performance over Charles Oliveira. With our winner being... Alexander Volkanovsky's performance <laughs> over Max Holloway. Your drum roll threw me off. <laughs> trying to just throw it in every I didn't know you were going to do a self drum roll there. Got to, dude. <laughs> uh, yeah, Alexander Volkanovsky's performance over Max Holloway, man. What else can you say? Yeah, so, you know, when you're thinking performance, you know, like, you're kind of thinking, like, when you hear, Paul Felder is a big guy, I think, that talks a lot about, like, oh, this guy's just in, like, a flow state. Like, he's, it's not even close. He's kind of just can't miss. I Completely spaced, you know, like Stephen Wonderboy Thompson should have been added to this against Kevin Holland as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I thought it was really cool that Calvin Cater, you know, last year Max Holloway won this award from us for his performance against Calvin Cater. Um, just a singular performance is what we're looking for. And then so for him to then make the list, because we talked about it, that fight was clear back in January, but mm-hmm. Calvin Cater flipped a script on Giga Chikadze. So for me, he was my number two. Uh, but yeah, man, what what Volk did to Max, you know, we'll get a little bit more to it later, I'm sure. But it just, it's crazy, man. I've never, never seen Max look like he was, you know, maybe number seven instead of number two or one. Yeah. And, you know, kind of going on with what you say, Max was our winner last year and now he's on the other end of that yeah. this year. Yeah, just for me, I think the two things that stuck out to me were, A, he did this to Max Holloway, and three, it was just the amount of fight time they had prior to this, yeah. like the fact that it was their third fight. Right. I mean, that that's just insane to me. Like well, the amount of adjustments they had potentially to make, yeah. and then for Volk to just be that many steps ahead. Well, and then you're talking to, you know, uh, basically solidified, or silenced all the doubt, because, you know, we always talked about is how many... UFC or MMA fans still saw Max Holloway as the 
better featherweight, even though Volk mm-hmm. had two direct head-to-head wins over him, granted the second one being closer. Uh, but, you know, he completely silenced that yep. talk in that fight, and you just can't ignore that. The adjustment on a trilogy fight. It's man. crazy, dude. Crazy. It's crazy. <clears throat> Boys, into the month of July, we have two trivia questions for you guys here. The first one, I'm just trolling with this one. Jim Miller became the most winningest fighter in the UFC history at UFC 276. How many UFC wins does he have? Mm. Jim Miller became the most winningest fighter in UFC history at UFC 276 in July. How many UFC wins does he have? I feel like if there's ever any questions about this again and you guys miss it, I just have nothing for you. Brandon said 34. John said 26. Both close for different reasons. It's actually 24. Mm. So, Brandon, you were exactly 10 off, so I could see that. John, just two off there. But the answer we were looking for was 24. Rolling it right into the next question, though. In that fight at UFC 276, the man Miller defeated was tied with him on wins and retired right after the fight. Who was it? Both men coming in with 23 fights. They were tied for the most. So winner was going to break the record. Who was that man that retired? Cerrone for both. That is correct. Donald Cowboy Cerrone. For the record, that was my answer for most wins, and they were tied in that fight. So (laughs) I was close. Yeah, I think Andre Arlovsky also has 23, I believe. Dang. I want to say I could be wrong. There is one other person that's got 23. Boys, uh, I'm next, actually. Knockout of the year, our 2022 knockout of the year. And the candidates are Leon Edwards, fifth-round head kick against Kamara Usman. Michael Chandler's front kick against Tony Ferguson. Meatball Molly McCann's spinning elbow against Luana Carolina. Sorry. Jamal Hill's knockout over Johnny Walker. Marlon Cheeto Vera's head kick against Dominic Cruz. And lastly, Zhang Wei Li's spinning elbow against Joanna Jojicek, who retired right after, by the way, in case you guys didn't know. I don't know. And the winner is, boys, Michael Chandler. Front kick against Tony Ferguson. And we said it going in, you know, him and Leon, 1A, 1B in this mm-hmm. one, you know, given what was on the line and everything. But I think for me, Brandon, because me and you were the ones that trumped John on this one, and I'll let you speak. But for me, it's exactly what I said when we were talking is the ability to do something like this, the timing, the placement, you know, the the, the agility, and then I just, yes, because I know, John, you were like, consider the, the opposition, and I think that's a fair argument, but I also feel like if Michael Chandler threw that kick, first off, he would land it on, you know, if he's landing that kick on anybody, they're going out. Yeah. I don't think the fact it was Tony Ferguson mattered much because it was just perfectly placed. You don't see that very often. I mean, we can only think of what, Silva and Machida, you know, mm-hmm. who have done once in that devastating of a similar fashion. So mm-hmm. it's just not something you see every day either. Yeah. To me, to me, Cheeto had the one on Frankie. Oh, that's true. It's a good point. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Good shout. Good shout. To, to me, the argument came down to kind of the, the, the big moment with Leon and the implications of the knockout yes. versus the kind of dynamic athletic aspect. The, the moment of, versus the difficulty is yeah, what you said. Yeah. And I thought that was perfect. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, Chandler, he's, he's fairly short and yeah. I, he, I, we haven't really seen front kicks out of him like that, that I can remember. So uh, the fact that he threw it and landed it and crazy. knocked out Tony Ferg was just wow. So, Insane. Yeah. I agree. 
I agree. I thought it was what is funny about it is the the kind of polar opposites of Leon had to work and set up this huge head kick, and I feel like Chandler said in the post fight, like I just kind of threw it and it was there, and, <laughs> yeah. it, and it, you know it landed and sent him to the shadow realm. So, yeah, but good. I mean, I definitely can't be mad at that. Michael Chandler with just, the all time. And in reading the list, I know we've looked at it over the week, but like in looking at it again, just Jamal Hills over Johnny Walker, like just scary. Thinking about that one a little bit more, just the reaction of Johnny Walker, mm, just but flailing. Yeah, that was insane too. Oh well, I mean, you even go back watch that. Wei Lee's elbow against Yolanda, I mean, just sent her face first yeah. into it. I mean, Ilya Tapura over Jay Herbert, that was another one that was really mm-hmm. close to making the list, but it's just so Turned hard, his man. whole body around. Crazy. Boys, we are into the month of August. Back to our trivia. Really good month. What's our score updates real quick? Six Have over two. here. I don't Boy, track. Brandon, you can still make a comeback, but you got to get on your game, and I don't know if it's going to start now. I don't like the boys. Mic. In August, <laughs> Bo Nickel made his Dana White Contender Series debut on August 9th, defeating Zachary Borrego by first round submission. What was that submission? I knew. I thought. I thought Brandon would get back on it with this. John says rear naked choke. Brandon says rear naked choke. They are correct. It was a rear naked choke. Good job. I would not have remembered that. Next question, boys. Leon Edwards defeated Kamara Usman at UFC 278 on August 20th. By defeating Usman, he also ended what was the third longest win streak in the UFC's history. How many consecutive wins did Usman have going into that fight? John, quick to the board. Brandon's grimacing his teeth. Not sure. Looks mad. Brandon says 13. John says 13. The answer we were looking for was 15. Mm. I couldn't remember if it was 14 or 16 was the record by Anderson. It's just so crazy when you put that into perspective of 15 straight wins that guy ended. And worth noting, Leon's only last loss since they had f- was their Two. original yeah. fight. So crazy, man. So crazy. We are moving on to submission of the year, Brandon. Give us our candidates for the 2022 submission of the year. Okay, so the first candidate for submission of the year is Tom Aspinall with his straight armbar win over Alexander Volkov. Next, we have Claudio Police. Poyes. Poyes in his knee bar over Clay Guida. And then next, we have Alexi Olenek with his scarf hold over Jared Vendera. 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 Close, Close enough. You're good. And then finally, we have Amanda Lamos with her standing head and arm over Jessica Andrade. Before you give us our winner, when you when you see that spelling of Limoges and you saw what you flipped her, is that the correct? <laughs> yes, that is the correct spelling. Yeah, I don't even feel bad about. I think that. you had those a, are reversed too, by the way. I think you had a G in it. Uh, oh yes. Oh wow. You're, you're right. Yeah. Okay. I wrote that wrong. It was Jessica Andrade standing head and arm over Amanda Limoges. That is my fault. I wrote okay. those wrong. All right, and our winner is Jessica Andrade with the standing head and arm over Amanda Lamouche. First ever in UFC history, man. You just can't beat that. That was the big, kind of the big talking point for it, right? It was just you made history. I mean, mean, it's a it's a historical submission. Mm -hmm. You can't not pick it. Uh, And I think too, uh, which I that's crazy that I flipped it because that was my whole the names because my whole thinking was is how much shorter Andrade was than Limoges as well. Like you have to take that like the difficulty of pulling something off like that. Mm -hmm. I mean, here's the thing. Straight arm bars, you don't see those very much, right? You know, so that's impressive. 
knee bars in, in MMA. Don't see those a whole lot. And the way Claudio Poyes does them are just snappy and they're fancy. And obviously the scarf hold, another thing that made him throw up. Yeah, literally made him throw up. Um, and it was so devastating that Jan- Jared Vandera is in the back. Like, how did you do that? Made him <laughs> show him on the made ground. Him show him like backstage as they're seeing the doctors because he was just so blown away. Um, so that was kind of our premise of this whole submissions thing is uh, just something flashy that you don't see that's impressive. And like John said, and, and he kind of sold me with it when he said it was, you just, that's the first ever. You've never yeah. seen it. And it's like, man, that's pretty cool. And I remember watching it like, whoa, 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 whoa. Is she doing this? Yeah. And then she, you get the tap and it's like, man, who would have even thought that that's like a position you're, you're landing that in? It's yeah. crazy, man. It's it how strong Jessica yeah, is. Yeah, really. the amount of strength you have to have. It's just <laughs> right. unreal. I agree. And then, like I said, to be shorter. Yeah. I mean, that's just crazy. Uh, boys, one question for the month of September because I think this one might rack your brain because I'm going to tell you, I did this and I got it wrong. <laughs> oh, gosh. I came up with the question and I was like, before I look, I'm going to see. So I'm interested to see how you guys do. Boys, on September 10th, UFC 279 was sent into a frenzy when Hamzat Shimaev missed weight the day before the event. Three fights had to be changed in order to make the event happen. What were those three original matchups? Oh, the, the original matchups. I want to know what were the original matchups for this card. I'll read it again. September 10th, UFC 279. Hamzat Shimaev misses weight. Three fights had to be changed. Uh, all three opponents, or all three fights, they shuffled all the opponents. I mean, what were those three original fights? The thinking. Both went to the board pretty fast, which gives me some confidence oh here. God, his name. I just can't think of the name. I can. Uh, if you get close, I mean, if it's just one person, we should. You can put a nickname or whatever you think. As long as you're close. Especially if it's just one person. We should, as long as we can get the idea. Ooh, just, I just got to remember one more. Just don't. Uh, don't okay. Do. I'm good. Ooh, John's still I'm thinking. Good. We do need an answer, though. Oh, man. This is tough. I'll be honest with you guys. If you're listening, try this. This should be a point each. It should be. Do not uh, cheat either. Just literally try because I was pretty shocked that I... I was like, man, that was so nuts. That I whole thing. I think this is thing. pretty easy. If I'm wrong, I'm going to feel really bad. The whole thing was so nuts. I'm like, I just cannot remember. Let's see it. So Brandon said, Tony, the leech, Kevin Holland. D-Rod. That's what I got wrong. Wait. D-Rod. That's his name, right? Okay, you have... Oh, Hamzat Nate. Okay, you just did him in a different order. Brandon's is correct. I, get, I didn't get Kevin Holland. So okay, yeah. John's, I would have had it right. John's but. is off. So the three original fights, it was supposed to be Hamzat Shimaev versus Nate Diaz for the main event, then Kevin Holland versus Daniel Rodriguez, and then Tony Ferguson versus Lee Zhilengong. Let's go. Brandon's back on the board. I like it. We're heating up, boys. I think the rest of them have two points, Brandon, so you're still not out of it. We're only in September. Fight of the year for 2022, I believe we are up for Brandon. Give us our 2022 fight of the year. Nominees. Submission. Oh, so it's me. Oh, back to John. All right, fight of the year, fellas. Uh, first nominee, we have Gilbert Burns versus Hamzat Chamaev. We have Matt Schnell versus Sumerdaje. We have Clover Texas Share versus Jiri Pohanska. You just said, te- the, I noticed this. So I have, I've had to go back and listen to a lot. Say Teixeira. 
Teixeira. Thank you. Oh. I was like, gosh, Sean, you make it a mouthful. <laughs> Texashera. <laughs> Teixeira. There uh, you go. We have Dustin Poirier versus Michael Chandler. Uh, Robocop Rodriguez versus Chitty Niajuani. And we have Matt Brown versus Brian Barbarena. All amazing fights. But our winner is going to Glover Teixeira versus Jiri Prohashka. I told you guys, I went back and watched this fight <laughs> in the lead up for this. My family is going to be watching this fight on Christmas. <laughs> I mean, holy cow. It's almost better the second time. Yeah. yeah. Very rarely does that happen. Be a little bit honest with you guys. Went back and watched Matt, Matt Schnell versus Sumu Darje. Mm-hmm. Um, not as crazy as I thought I remembered it being. Still an impressive comeback for what mm-hmm. it was. Don't get me wrong. But the fight itself, I was like, oh, man, I thought I was a little wilder than this. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, Gilbert Hamzat was fun. Chandler Poirier was fun. Uh but, man, just none of them compare to that Glover Jiri. And I'm not even saying just of the year. I'd be interested to see how that stacks up over the years because I feel like yeah. that's one that's going to be – I mean, it's just nuts, man. We the should, sweeps, the – We could do a show soon, like the decade, like a decade's <gasps> worth. Let me It'd be a, fun. Let me get one. We could definitely do that. I mean, like three months of research. Dude, there was that. like one time <laughs> – I don't even remember the round, but like Glover had Yuri in a head and arm choke. I mean, think Glover Tejera, Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt, massive man, full-blown squeezing a head and arm choke. And Yuri Prohashka literally just back rolls out of it. <laughs> Shoot up code, dude. You never give up. <laughs> and gets on top to which Glover immediately responds and sweeps him. I'm right. like, what? I'm like, still like, I knew what was happening. I yeah. knew what was going to happen. But like little things like that, I don't remember in the heat of the moment. And I'm like, mm. what is happening? Mm-hmm. And Brandon, you said that. And you were just like, I remember with this fight, we were all like, what is happening right now? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and that, you said that, that was, so many times. And I did it again, like rewatching it. Like it was just nuts, man. Such a good fight. No way it wasn't going to win this. Uh, so yeah, Glover Teixeira, Yuri Prohashka, which almost bums me out even more about Yuri's shoulder. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I hope he gets back soon, and I hope that we eventually get to see that second fight. Boys, two questions. In the month of October, are you ready? This is where I had to start getting a little mean. Had to get a little tougher because um, it's it's a little fresher, right? How many points you got, John? Seven. Mm, I can do this, maybe. You can- <laughs> Boys, Mark, in October, Mark Zuckerberg set cage side at UFC Vegas 61. Which female strawweights main evented that card? Mark Zuckerberg set cage side at UFC Vegas 61. Damn. Which two no. female strawweights main evented that card? I don't got it. No. Brandon. Brandon, that was in. <laughs> Wait, you, we just talked about this. Son of a. Wait, I can, can I change my answer? No, can that, I change that it? That was back in March. Can I change my Brandon? answer? That's almost worse than Hubby. Can I change it? I can change it. I know the answer. Let me change it. All right, you can change it. So he put Joanna Yojacek <laughs> and Zhang Wei Li, which we just talked about like back in May, <laughs> and Brandon mm. putting them down in March. Brandon got it right. Let's see what you got. I John. just only got one person. Okay, Brandon of. got it right. It's Yan <laughs> Shao Noun versus Mackenzie Dern. Oh, Brandon. I mean, it doesn't count because he had to go back and change No, I'm giving answer. myself a point. That's almost worse than the Habib one. 
That's like a participation point, though. You didn't even get it right. So, you didn't either. You had to change it. So, I just got it right. So Brandon, no, Brandon thing, how be the 2022? He thought somebody. You two, said he thought somebody in 2022 so got announced for the UFC Hall of Fame in 2002, <laughs> and then he just thought a fight we just said was back in May was here in October. <laughs> Don't change, Brandon. Do not change. Boys, the next question in October, UFC 280 was jam-packed with UFC talent and stars. One of them mm -hmm. currently holds the record for the least significant strikes absorbed in the history of the company. Is it Charles Oliveira, Islam Makhachev, Aljamain Sterling, TJ Dillashaw, Piotr Jan, or Sean O'Malley? And to qualify for this, maybe this helps, is you have to have had at least five fights in the UFC. Okay, can you say them one more time? Yes. So one of these one of these guys, so this UFC 280 was in October. One of these fighters holds the record currently in the company, in the UFC, I mean, for the least significant strikes absorbed. Is it Charles Oliveira, Islam Makhachev, Aljamain Sterling, TJ Dillashaw, Piotr Jan, or Sean O'Malley? John, give me a preview. Hide it from Brandon. John's got it right. Both of them got it right. <laughs> it's Islam Makhachev. Yeah, as you're as you're reading off the names, I'm like, oh, I've seen you get pieced up. I've seen you get pieced up. <laughs> I never really seen Islam. Obviously, he's been knocked out, but he wasn't like taking a million punches. And in he's fight. being wrestling. It's impressive. I think yeah. it's impressive, though. Control. All right, boys. Moving on to our next award is uh, the 2022 UFC Rookie of the Year. Just to clarify, this person had to debut in 2022, and Dana White Contender Series does not count. So, with that being said, the nominees are Gelatin Almeida, Jack Della Madalena, Muhammad Makhayev, and Kyle Boyhago. And the winner of 2022 Rookie of the Year goes to Jack Della. Madalena. This was a fun one. Boy, when I wrote these names out, I was like, wow. I mean, Muhammad Mohaev, I mean, talk about a guy that just blew on the scene at 125. Mm -hmm. Kyle Bohayo has just been so fun as well. Really, though, for us, it was a two-legged race between Gelatin Almeida and Jack Della. Both guys more than worthy of it here. But, man, I just feel like here at the end of the year, I feel like the ceiling is higher for Jack Della Madalena. And John, you said something that actually, I was going to save it for this, but it was um, for Gelatin Almeida, you said him going back and forth was a big thing for you. I mm -hmm. almost saw that as something that like, I didn't like that, if that makes sense. I think it's impressive that he can do it on both, but I just want to see him commit to one division. And I really, I know I've said it before on here, but I really want to see him commit to that 205. Yeah, well, here's my thing though. He did it between... Two different weight classes, but they're finishes in two. No, yeah. And that's, there's some people who can't even get finishes hey, in their actual division. Were his are, first round, all of his first round, too? Uh, no, he did have a, a knockout in two subs. I don't think they were first rounds, um, okay. which is what made Jax obviously stand out yeah. a lot. I just had a lot of, um, put a lot of stake in being able to do it up. You know, being able I, to get the big guys. And here's then, the thing: these guys are one A, one B. But right. when it when it is that close, you have to nitpick for sure. Um, and for me, that was just something where I'm like, man, I just still don't know where Gelatin stands. Like, is he going to commit long term to heavyweight? It does seem like he's going to commit more to heavyweight, but I still would love to see him commit to 205. Yeah, like I think one way to phrase it is like 
Jack Delamadeline, he's a problem sure. in his weight class. Looking scary. Like, it's like we kind of don't quite know yet where he's going to yeah. sit. Um, well, I do think with his skill set, he's a very big problem for light heavyweight and heavyweight with his grappling, his wrestling, and his jujitsu because that's not something that's very prominent. And didn't Jack go 3-0 and this year? Yeah. They both yeah. did. Oh, they both did. Okay. Yeah. Three first-round knockouts for Jack. But that's what it was. It was three first-round knockouts. And I, like I said in a group, I, th- I feel like he, he made his name more known um, with those knockouts, whereas maybe not a lot of my people remember what Almeida's done this year, but I do think he has a very high ceiling as well. Agreed. Um, real quick before we move on to the month of November, uh, I had actually was supposed to bring this up during fight of the not, or our fight of the year, excuse me, and I completely spaced it, and that was when we were making these picks. John said something, and I started to respond to it in the group, and I was like, oh, no, I'm going to save it for the pod. And it was when we were talking about fight of the year, and I was going to have it pulled up, and I don't have it pulled up, and I'm so mad. But John said something to the extent of, uh, yeah, because I was talking about how great that fight was, go back and watch it. And John was like, yeah, I don't really watch fights again. Like, I don't rewatch fights. <laughs> Did he say that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so my whole thing was like, what I was going to say, and I'm saving it for right now, is, John, based on your picks, we can tell. <laughs> like, John, <laughs> I didn't do it last year, and I still won. <laughs> like, like, John, my challenge for you moving into 2023, please, this podcast will be better for it. Your picks will be better for it. You will become more educated. I think it would really help you to just rewatch nah. some fight. No, like, just seriously. Just a few. No, I rewatch them when I'm doing, like, I watch, like, highlights of stuff, but no, I don't. No, that's not, that's not. I'm not rewatching like a full fight. No. That doesn't make, that's crazy. I watch them live. That's I a lot find, of hours. I can find a little bit of How, time. To hold rewatch. on, hold on. You're a fight fan. How many times do you listen to your favorite song? Depends on, the, I, the song changes. Every day, multiple times a day sometimes. No, I it, changed. I love so many songs. Sure, sure. But when you're on a song, how long do you, how many times a week do you listen to it? Probably once a day. How much music do you listen to a day? Probably about 30 minutes. You could literally play a fight muted, yes. play music in the background and right. watch while you're listening to music. Which is a very, very, that's like something I do sometimes. I just don't have, I have so many interests. It's hard to, to fit that in. I do not believe. How much time are you scrolling social media a day, It's not John? that. I watch shows. I do all types of I do of not stuff. believe this. This is a grievance. I'm airing it out right now, and I'm challenging <laughs> you next year, John. Please. Nah. You should For, give him a number. How many fights should he rewatch? I, I mean, here's the thing. When we're making picks, because I think that's honestly something we should do on this podcast, if we're giving picks and we're putting our opinions out there, not saying we need to be experts, but I think at least if you're going to make an educated pick for these you know, for people to hear and to be fun and competitive, I think you should have a good grasp because I noticed, and when you said that, it all like, like it all made sense is John loves ESPN app. So what John is doing is he's the going. the easiest one to access, but I don't, I, I watch know, but, highlights of stuff. But, I just, I'm not going to rewatch a 30 minute fight. I mean, but there, that tells. I would the story. take. I would rewatch the fight over just looking at stats on ESPN. I look at highlights I, and I see what happened sees, in the fight with the stats. He sees wins and losses, so I think he sees like, oh, they beat this person, they beat that. But that does even a no, win. You can win, yeah, and it still doesn't tell look the. Look at Jan O'Malley. Look at uh, who just fought like just now, and we were talking about them. Oh, Patty. You're going to see a win on his record. You see three of them this year. Yeah. I mean, it, and that's what I'm saying. Like, it doesn't always tell the whole story because guys can win and girls can win split decisions or even unanimous decisions as we've just seen Yeah, sometimes. but watching a whole fight's not going to help you pick a split decision fight. No, but I think it gives It's fighting. You, Anything can happen. So what I'm usually looking for is like the form. Like, where is somebody at right now in their career? And I usually watch their last two fights because I like seeing the jump that a fighter has made between two fights. Right. Because if you haven't made a jump, 
something I don't know that I can really expect you to here, but if I'm like, oh, wow, they're the takedown defense, and I will sometimes look at numbers to see if it supports what I'm seeing, but it's like, oh, if they're, this is getting better or that is getting better, then I can go look at numbers and kind of like make sure that it follows what I'm seeing, but I was going to put it in the group and I was like, I'm going to save it and I'm going to call him out on the pod. I'm going to, I'm going to challenge you live on this podcast because your picks reflected it. You've made some picks this year where me and Brandon are looking at each other. Like, is this guy really just going to give us all these points this week? Because it's, it's I not, mean, even it's been, not hard to pick the favorites all the time. It's though. not even, no, we have not the fate, a you, lot, we have a not, lot. Just how, picking the favorite. A lot. Well, but that's, that's a very over generalization of what we're doing. It's yes. not, we're not making picks mm-hmm. just on, if they happen to be favorites, that's one thing, right. but that doesn't mean that's what we're basing our picks. And even on. if they just, are the favorites, I can at least say I've done my due, due diligence of watching. I watch a lot of stuff. I mean, I watch the highlights. I see what they did in the I fight, and I apply it to my picks. You got to see the bad stuff too, man. Nah, it's all right, man. <laughs> no, it's not. You're losing bad. How many weeks have you scored no points? Maybe like twice. Ah, that's mm. bad, man. Two of them though. We one, the few times we picked for like seven points, and you get like one. No, we've only picked for that many once. We're just asking, man. We're challenging you. I like to go back and watch if they have like common opponents. I like to watch each of their too. fights with common That's opponents. That's another good one. And then, but if they're a little off, like if if there's big gaps between when they fought the opponent, I may not look. But mm-hmm. um, I like to do that a lot. Well, I'm always shocked too. Where I'll like see a guy and I'm like, oh man, I feel like they did really good in that last fight, and I'll go watch and I'll be like, oh man, that was not. I mean, just like mm-hmm. I just said with that one, there's so many where I'm like, God, that was not the fight I thought it was. Because mm-hmm. I think sometimes when you're watching in your head, you're just you're in the moment, right? Yeah. And then it's tough sometimes to to always. Uh, that's why I think it's important to go back and watch yeah. especially and some, doing what we do and sometimes guys like especially guys coming up like i have a hard time sometimes what guys will end up on the main card and like maybe i'll be like i haven't really seen much of his fight so i'll have to go back yeah. and look just because right. maybe they've done some stuff i haven't paid attention to um and that really kind of brings it me up to speed i feel like so we're challenging you john because i want to see the difference if john watches fights i want to see the difference that it can mm-hmm. make it's 50 50 because i won last year without doing it with favorite or not it's 50 50 no, I'm just saying I won it last year without doing it, and I'm losing this year without doing it. So well, it's 50 50. Oh, I see what you're saying. Well, don't do another And year. I bet you last year I made a whole bunch of lonely heart boy picks that you guys didn't I'll make say sense, this. and I won. I think your, your picks will be more educated. Your analysis will be more educated. You'll be more in tune with what's going on when we're breaking fights down. That's all I'm saying. He said that, and I didn't see it. I was like flabbergasted that he actually <laughs> said it because I don't think it was like something that was like. He probably really wanted us to notice. No, I don't care. That doesn't bother me. All right. Mm. All so right. Don't change. Moving on. Exactly. Don't change. I'm saying <laughs> maybe No, no, do change. Nope. He said don't change. I'm sticking with him. I, I always <laughs> say. He's the sensible guy. He's the, he's the one with the degrees. I'm I, sticking with him. I always say don't change. This is the one I'm asking. Mm-hmm. Please change, John. I think you'll, you'll make this better. Moving on, boys. Uh, one question for the month of November. I think December has one as well because it was tough. Like I said, can't be too easy. This UFC strawweight kicked off the month with a main event knockout win, which tied her with Jessica Andrade for the most finishes in the division with five. Who is she? Mm. UFC strawweight kicked off the month of November with a main event knockout win, which tied her with Jessica Andrade for the most finishes in the UFC women's strawweight division with five. And this is in the history. I don't know if this is right, but I wrote it. If it helps anything, I did not. Wait, did I? I don't think I picked her to win. I can't remember now. Never mind. I got nothing. Need a pick. 
Are you forfeiting? Then might as well write somebody down at USC Strawweight. You may as well try. Main event knockout. Who you got, John? Let's see it. John's got it. Nailed it. Brandon left it blank. Amanda Limoges. I remembered her guillotine, but I couldn't remember the knockout she had. Yeah, I was trying to remember. I was just trying to remember. I, I didn't write down who she beat. I mean, obviously, she guillotine Watterson. Who'd she knock out? She knocks. Oh, out. I remember. I picked her for that fight, and I did it. Yeah, um, it was to, the Rebus. Was it Re- no Marina Rodriguez? Rod- okay, yeah, my bad. Okay. You know what's funny I is I was about to write down Rodriguez, and I was like, wait a minute. Mm. That's I, when the most came Marina, to my mind. Yeah. Okay, Brandon. Are you ready? Your favorite category. For our U.S. I got this on purpose. 2022 <laughs> Neon Belly. This is a big one. Female Fighter of the Year. Who are our nominees? All right. Our nominees are John Wei Lee, mm-hmm. Valentina Shevchenko, Amanda Nunes, Alexa Grasso, and Amanda Limoges. Are you ready? Let's do it. Our winner is... John Wei Li. Let's go. John Wei Li is the winner. Um, I mean, simply, Talk about a comeback, man. Yeah, I mean, you know, t- 2-0 this year, uh, obviously beating Joanna and then beating Carla to get her title back. Um, you know, it, it was kind of a shoe-in, honestly. I mean, you could make the same case for Amanda Nunes. It was between Wei Li and Nunes, but for me, what it came down to was Wei Li went 2-0 this year. Mm-hmm. Um so impressive. Uh, I think Alexa Garasso also had a fantastic year. Another super worthy, but... To me, Whaley just... She looks drastically different. improved. I yes. mean, this year... So, like, the, the fight against Joanna, Like, there was some talk about, you know, where's Joanna at? Where's her head? And she yeah. retired after. So, it's like, okay, it was still a great knockout. She looked fantastic. And then in her title fight, it we, we, we thought she was going to win that on the feet. Yeah, and then she goes out there. She exp- she displayed great wrestling, great counter wrestling, and then finished Killer. it on the ground with jujitsu in a crucifix choke that we hardly ever see. Yeah, um, that she had went for a couple times in that fight. I mean, just super impressive. I mean, I, two oh, finishes we don't see. You know, a spinning yeah. elbow and then a crucifix choke. Like, yeah. And as we're sitting here, I'm thinking like she should have been added to the you know UFC performance of the year mm-hmm. for sure for that. I mean, she wouldn't have won, but I think she definitely deserved to be added to that as a nominee. But yeah, I mean, just for the Carla Spars, I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. so impressive, big big time, man. Are you boys ready for the month of December? Let's go. The final. I think Brandon mathematically is out. How many you got? Eight. I got nine. Yeah, I can't win. Mathematically, okay. he's out. Okay, are you guys ready? This is the only one I got for December. Keep in mind, we are in December. All right. So I've literally got like two fight cards to pull from, and I had to go deep. A little challenging because I can't make it too easy. But at UFC Orlando, boys, this fighter had to shave his head to make weight for his flyweight bout. Apparently it was too easy because both of them went to their board and got it right. Matt Schnell. Good job. That was a tough one. <laughs> Not much to pull from there. Probably my best game of the year. At yeah. least you won in some 10 man. points. You Just mean? washed you. Man. Had to win somewhere. Yeah, even if you got the Habib one, it wouldn't have mattered. Seven. I'd yeah, seven. still wouldn't have mattered. Alrighty, John. Our Alrighty. final award of the year. Our 2022 Neon Belly Male Fighter of the Year. And this is one, folks, that we uh, we had to keep coming back to because we were... Took two uh, days. Yeah. <laughs> had, to, had to do a lot of talking and back and forth. Uh, first nominee is Islam Makachev. We have Alec Pereira. We have Leon Edwards. We have Alexander Volkanovsky. And we have Hamza Chemaev. 
all very strong candidates, but there can only be one male fighter of the year, and that is going to go to Alexander Volkanovsky. Yeah, this was a tough one, man. Um, who, uh, Brandon, you, I, were, you were wanting Pedeta. I disagree. Yeah, I mm-hmm. still disagree with this You still one. wanted Pedeta. Yeah. It was down to them, too, and it was... So uh, go ahead and elaborate. What was your reasoning? So to me, Alex, he, he came into a sport he has not participated much in. He has three victories in the year, and one of those is over one of the best MMA fighters in the world sure. who was undefeated in his weight class at the time, um, riding a fantastic win streak. And did it over five rounds, displayed various aspects of the sport, um, and again, was an unexperienced fighter in himself. And then for me, Volk, great fighter, two fantastic performances. But to me, Zombie was just kind of the guy that was, he. Available. we could put him in there, right. um, didn't look the best. And then Max was the third fight. It was a great performance against a guy many consider the, the GOAT at 45. Yeah. So I get that. But to me, that just doesn't stack up to what Alex was able to do in such a short time. I will, I will say uh, with Alex is the Bruno Silva fight, it, you know, it goes to decision, you know, he kind of learns, you know, you see his gas tank, the Strickland fight, great knockout. Izzy fight has to pull out in the fifth. So that's definitely a very big performance. I just think for Alexander, for me, for Volkanovsky was, like I said, in the, you know, a previous category, he just made Max Holloway look like a guy who, you know, could have, uh, what you're saying about Korean zombie, he made Max Holloway look like one of those guys. And I, that's, that's tough. Cause nobody does that. I guess my other thing with that is Max has lost before to other guys for sure. And, um, Izzy had not, other than when he went up to 205, lost to Jan. Right. He has lost twice to Alex before that. In a different sport. Right, for sure. But I'm just saying there's there's a little bit of familiarity there. Sure. But, I mean, it was definitely, I was, I even said I wouldn't have been mad either way. It came down to, you know, two to one, but Alexander Volkanovsky is our male fighter of the year. For me, it would just like when I was, I told you, I said, I, it took me about two days to kind of process. And I think what I ultimately landed on was, Yes, I understand maybe Korean Zombie, not the greatest, but still a guy you can't make any mistakes against. And he did exactly what he should have to Korean Zombie and made him look like the kind of guy that, honestly, you know, that he should. You know what I mean? Like, that's a scary fight. I mean, he can put his lights out. He's tough to knock out. He's tough to finish. Um, Then you get to the Max fight where, as I said earlier, even going into that fight, Volk had two direct head-to-head wins over him, and he just blew him out of the water. He went in and was like, I'm going to leave no doubt in anybody's mind. Just out-everything yeah. him. Um, and not only became, you know, possibly one of the greatest featherweights of all time, if not the greatest featherweight of all time, you know, Jose Aldo definitely still very much in that talk to me, um, but definitely entered himself into that talk, became the number one clear-cut active featherweight at this time, but also became the number one pound-for-pound fighter this year um, and has now solidified and set himself up uh, for a chance to at least become double champ. You know, whether we agree that he is going, you know, he has a legit shot against Islam. Hey, we'll see. But I'll tell you what, man, if anybody's going to convince me that they can do it, it's this guy. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And, And the fact that he was able to accomplish all those things in one year, granted we didn't get the shot at the double champ, but it is, it's signed, sealed, delivered. So he earned that shot through what he accomplished this year. so To me, if he would have had one other fight, um, gotten even the double champ fight or something like that, yeah. I w- it would have been, for me, sure. I would have considered it, but just, yeah. I mean, hey, if it was, you know, Yair and Max, would it have made this all a lot easier? Yeah, I mean, I get, like I said, I I completely understand the, the shower, the, the issue with um, 
uh, zombie. Zombie, you know. But like John said, you know, you also got Bruno Silva for Alex that you're factoring in on there, and, and you know. Well, in a year where we had so many champions overturned, how many champions have two title defenses? That they won this year, you know that's that's not something that was very common this year. How I many Izzy have? Izzy had Whitaker, and then was um, it just two? Alex he just had two fights. Oh, okay, I thought he had three. Yeah. All right, boys, that is it. That is our 2022. I said MMA, probably more like UFC awards, but right. that's all right. We're calling it the MMA awards. <laughs> uh, before we go, though, we have to make some bold predictions. And before we do, let's talk about last year, mm-hmm. Brandon. Your bold prediction last year was that Valentina would lose her title. Boy, was I close. Not bad. (laughs) Hey, I'll tell you what. Split decision with Tyler Santos. It was tight. Definitely her toughest fight we've seen. John, your bold prediction was Kai Kara France would win the flyweight title. He fought for it. Yeah. Once again, not a bad prediction. Mine was that Hamzat Shimaev would defeat Kamara Usman for the welterweight title. It wasn't Usman or Kamzat, but he lost the title. <laughs> yeah. Hey, so we, we're not bad. We were all three pretty close. So let's look into that crystal ball one more time. We're going to do it a little different this year. I want you guys to fill in the blank, and we will start with John. Okay. First blank I want you to fill in. Current champion blank will still be blank champion at the end of 2023. I'm going to say Zhang Wei Li will right. still be, what is that? Strawweight. Strawweight. At the end of 2000. Yeah, I think that they're, I mean, obviously she has the Rose losses, but man, I don't know how that's many. The way she's looking right now, that's tough, man. Brandon. Who? Alex Volkanovsky will still really? be the 45 champ. Donald Allen's there. Yeah, yeah, tough division. Yeah, that's the, honestly the only one I'm confident about. It's a tough division. Uh, funny thing, I asked you guys to do this. Did not think about this for myself. <laughs> um, boy, I wish I knew who the flyweight champion was going to. I think Islam's a good one. There's a lot uh, of guys. Well, what, what it comes down to is in a year because I think there's some tough, really so good guys much, at 55, so but I think they're they're not close enough to get to him in a year with this super fight happening. Oh boy, That's I, a good point. If I was like like Sarukian, Jalen Turner, there's some I'm guys who would be take, interesting, but they're not going to yeah. get to the titles. It's fast. Try not to take John's because I think that's a really, really good one. So I'm gonna. I go, almost pick Figgy. I'm gonna go with an even safer one because I really don't. I'm honestly like, I, I think every champion's a bit fragile right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna go with a safe one. I will say Amanda Nunes is the 130 bantamweight champion at the end of next year. You, you could have took a. Uh, what's the one where there's no is it featherweight where there's no other people yeah, in the division? Yeah, that's the safest one. <laughs> the next bold prediction. We will start with John again. The current champion blank will not be the blank champion at the end of 2023. Then you get a lot of pick. I'm going with Aljamain Sterling. Okay. I don't think that he's going to hold on to the belt. I don't necessarily not even tough division. Not even saying it's necessarily Cejudo, but there's so many people under there that are really tough matchups, and I don't think he's going to stay at that division very long. So there's kind of a little bit of a turn. He might go up. Point. So it's a good point. It's a fair one. I feel. I feel like like. I feel like Pineda and Leon are maybe a bit of the low-hanging fruit, especially Pineda maybe, you know, just being so so new champions. You but, don't really know yet. Yeah, I think it's the whole year thing because if he fights Izzy in like three, four months, maybe he doesn't fight again. Or yeah. like you just never know how oh. some of this is going to work out. I love out. how you said that and then 
I was about to say Leon. Um, well, I can't, obviously can't I, pick two. You can pick him. I'm, I'm just saying, like, not that I think he's a fragile champ. It's just they're both so new that we don't yeah, really well, know what I to think expect. It's almost un, almost unfair to pick Alex, but I think Leon. The problem with Leon is I don't want to say he got lucky, but it's hard to pick for him even in a rematch against Usman. Um, I'd rather be lucky than good. So and Usman's got to get that hand surgery. We'll talk about that in a different time. But, but it's like okay, so I, but then I'm like, how does Leon look against uh, Hamzat or uh, yeah. Rachmanov? You yeah. Know? So I'm gonna go with Leon. I don't think he hangs on to it. The only way he does, I think, is by if he only has a you know one fight that year or something like that. If he gets three fights, this two or three, I'm gonna say he'll lose it in one of those. So here's mine. I actually uh, for the shock value. I almost went Islam. Um, and I'm not going to, but I'm going to tell you why. Because I think that is still the, as we sit here at the end of 2022, I still think top to bottom that is the very, very best division in this promotion. Um, and I just think there's a lot of guys coming for him, man. And, and just like I just said with, um, you know, uh, Usm- or uh, Leon and Alexis, I don't really know where, you know, we'll see what champ, Islam looks like, you know, I think he's the guy that's well conditioned for it. You know, it does obviously he just stays even kill one, one tone, but you know, heavy is the head and we'll see how that pressure. And I think something we forget about Islam is he's human. Yeah. He's been knocked down and he's been taken to a split by Sarukian on short notice. Mm -hmm. So that that's there. Um, that was a close one. He's about to do a super fight. Like there's not Mm -hmm. a lot of guys doing that. And Volk's a dangerous fight, Mm -hmm. but here is mine. The champion that I do not think will be champion at the end of 2023 is Francis Ngannou. Mm, that's a good one. Uh, dude, there is just so many good guys right now at the top of that heavyweight division. And I'm telling you what, Sergei Pavlovich is coming, boys. And I think that, <laughs> I mean, you get into a brawl, who who, who better? First? Who Yeah. <laughs> and and he's probably one of the only guys that can match the reach. He can match the one-punch knockout power. I'm not saying he's going to do it. But I'm saying when they're 50-50 odds like that, and mm-hmm. who knows with these new knees what or knee, ooh, I don't know what Francis looks like, man. It's going to be interesting, but I would he say... He does have wrestling now. Yeah, I would say without you know taking a really easy easier one, mm-hmm. um, I think he would be the one that's like kind of legitimate, legitimized himself as a champion, cemented himself, I would say, especially mm-hmm. after the gone. But I even think a second gone fight's tough for him. Yeah, I think Surreal Gone approaches that fight a lot differently. Yeah, um, so that's point. so Francis is mine. And lastly, boys, Blank will win a UFC title next year. Can be any fighter, any division. Does not have to go along with your um, champion that you didn't think. Anybody mm-hmm. who wins a title next year, John Marlon Chito Vera. Oh, I like it. And, and it go it does go along with my ultimate pick. But I just bold. think that he's he's a dog, man. And he just keeps getting better. I like it. That's and bold. I, and I just think I, I did it last year with Kai Carr, and I think that Cheeto has a chance to do the same thing. Just make, like a, it. make a splash. I have a guy in my head, and he's been in my head since you sent this text. Say it. Okay. Say it. I don't. For, I, I'm going to say it because it's just been oh, in my head, but I don't feel Patty like it's. The bad. No, 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 no. Oh, Jack Hermanson. Patty the Patty. <laughs> Absolutely not. Oh. <laughs> it's kind of a cross between two, but the one that makes the most sense is. Benil Dariush. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just Benny. have a feeling maybe something Benny. crazy happens. Islam gets injured. Are you counting interim interim titles? Does it have to be like in a kind of... I mean... I just feel like something weird is going to happen in that 55 division. 
and they're going to have to do some sort of interim That's title. That's why I said I feel like Islam is, I wouldn't see him yet as like, a, like we have to see, mm-hmm. but it is a funky decision. And those guys get injured a lot. Yeah, that's what I mean. I, I'm, So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Benil. All I ask is, song of the week, if he does beat him, whoever gets it, Benny and the Jets has to be. <laughs> Benny, Benny. All right, boys. Here is mine. Mm-hmm. And it's going to come as no surprise. Because the reel is back, boys, in 2023. And Johnny Bones Jones will be your next UFC heavyweight champion. Damn it, I said it. I said it. Good way to bury the lead because you said Francis is losing the belt, but you didn't say anything about John Jones. You I said Sergey. I said left that out. Surreal. <laughs> so. I left it out. And I, like, I even told you guys, you don't have to attach it because I thought I could throw you guys yeah, off my scent a I little like bit. I like the drama. Johnny I mean, Bones. I had him as a consideration too. I mean, um, oh, I think there's a chance he doesn't even fight next dude, year. Dude, it just makes honest. oh, he's coming back. Yeah. I think I think it's gonna be March. I think it's gonna be him and Francis God, in March. So bad. And like it just like just thinking right now, my hairs are just tingling on my neck about that fight. Oh, I just can't wait to be here. When oh. he Have we watched the Jones fight together? No, nope, no, he hasn't fought. Yeah, I definitely need that. Since to happen, we've been doing so I can this, watch him lose in front of you guys. Boys, any other little small like anything that just sticks out that maybe you see doesn't have to be anything. Because I'll be honest, I really almost thought Hamzat for this, but I'm like I said, Hamzat last year. I think yeah, and you would think, but you think this year he's got to get there, but I just don't know. And you then, don't even know what division he's going to fight in. At this I thought about make way. Yeah, and then I thought Shavkat, but then it's like I don't think they're going to push him much this year. Like no. I just I think Shavkat's going to be slow burning because I just don't think one nobody wants to fight him, and he's not a guy they're really going to want to push that fast. You know, mm. from like a mid level or mid ranking. Mm. I did have one bold prediction outside of this. Anything, yeah. And it's Throw my, it out there. my bold prediction is there will be a new double champ next year. I feel like there's too many champions like a, a Whaley maybe fighting Valentina, you know, Alex trying to go to light heavyweight. All if right. you know, if Usman it was to get the title back, he's been wanting to go to eighty five. If Izzy doesn't have it, he would do that. Yeah. Um I'm bold. What is go it? Ahead. Bo Nickel fight somebody in the top five by the end of the year. Ooh, mm. that is pretty bold. I That's like juicy. that. <laughs> that is pretty juicy. Bo Nickel in the top five. Wow. I did reread the quote when I was, you know, going back looking for stories for our game as we win, and I saw the quote that he basically said, "If he's not fighting in main cards on pay per views, he'll just mm-hmm. retire." But it is crazy, man. Like he isn't your average like up and comer. Like he kind of does have options. So he's yeah. like, look, if you're not going to give me what I want, I'll just peace out and go somewhere else. I mean, I'm sure WWE would love to have him. Yeah. But, you, and if he performs, I mean, it's one thing yeah. if he goes in there and gets starched. It's like, well, dude. Well, yeah, really for cool. sure. But if he can do what he's done to the first two guys on D- Dan White's contender series, it's interesting. I mean, we'll see. Does UFC come back to the Midwest? This year. Indianapolis, Chicago, Cincinnati. What do you guys think? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Indianapolis would definitely be bold. Boys, that is it. Uh, I... So the way we're doing, obviously, pre-recording, I believe Song of the Week will be mine because you're going to have it Sunday and then I will be... So we're going to go out with the one... Only way I think you can go out to end a year, heading into the new year, and it's Bill Medley and Jennifer Warren's The Time of My Life. I... Had the time of my life. Nothing? Mm. Not a good song. That's a great song, Dirty Dancing. I know the movie. Yeah. Oh. Patrick Swayze. All right. I think it's a great song. Mm. Do you like the movie too? I've never seen it. I bet you have. You'll never know. <laughs> Want to thank everyone for this year. Um, as we should, we definitely saw some growth this year. 
I uh, want to thank you to John and Brandon for sticking this thing out, uh, showing up mostly every week. John definitely more than Brandon. Uh, but Come I talk hope, to me when you have kids. I hope you all have a safe and blessed new year, and we will see you guys next week. Next year, week. next year <laughs> and week in the year of 2023. Until then, happy new year and peace. Peace.